0: Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace. I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And today I want to talk, you, talk to you about resting in His presence. Now, this is so hard to do for some people during the crisis and the season that we're going through right now. But I want to start with Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And this is a, a very familiar text for most of you. And when He had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And look, the heavens were open to him. Now you know that heaven had been closed for 430 years from the old covenant of Malachi into the beginning of the, of the four gospels. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Now the dove was not actually the Holy Spirit. He saw it descending like a dove. And you can also go back and study. You know, a dove was what they let out of the ark symbolically speaking and symbolizing the ark was flying through time, which was the Holy Spirit. And he said, ever who he rests is on, that's him and it remains on. John said, when I see that, I'll know it's him. Like a dove and a lightning upon him, and suddenly there a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now I want you to realize something. Two things happened here. There was only two times in scripture when he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. 14,000 feet above sea level when he was on the mount of transfiguration and 4,000 feet below sea level when he was being baptized at the Jordan. So at the high points of his life and the low points of his life is when Jesus said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now if Ephesians chapter 4 verse chapter 1 verse 4 says I was chose in him before the foundation of the world. So when he was saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased with, you were in Christ before the foundation of the world according to scripture. So if you pray what you've already attained, you never have the joy of seeing it answered. If you pray for what you've already obtained, now how many of you know that Jesus has given us everything? So you don't pray for things, you, you confirm those things is already done that he's manifested. He said, by my stripes you were healed. Not going to get healed, you were healed. I'll meet all your needs according to my riches in Christ Jesus. The word needs there in the actual Greek means whatever you declare, whatever you speak. So as we begin to speak these things into life and into power, the manifestation of those things will come to pass. Praying is getting answers, which is an ongoing source of joy. In other words, if you're praying and you don't get a a, a peace or don't enjoy prayer, you're not going to continue to do it. That's why the joy of the Lord in Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we get strength and joy, which means it sustains us. Now look at John chapter 16, 23 and 24. And in that day you shall ask me nothing, Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now, if you don't get your joy from breakthrough in prayer, then we have to get our joy through discipline of prayer. If you don't get joy from from the breakthrough of prayer, you're you're going to have to get joy from being in prayer and discipline. How many of you have ever said, you know, I'm going to pray 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour every day, and that lasts about two weeks, and then all of a sudden you fade away and it's gone, something comes up, you miss a day. We begin to celebrate form instead of breakthrough. In other words, we begin to celebrate the formality of prayer and miss the breakthrough of prayer. We should be getting prayers answered. And there should be joy in our prayer life. Joy is such a heavenly commodity. And you say, well, why is joy such a heavenly commodity? Joy is so valuable in heaven that God reserved joy for the reward of enduring the cross. Remember in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, Looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Joy is what... The Father gave Jesus to honor him. Now, as you and I, he, he was on the cross, he could endure the cross because of the joy he had in the option, opportunity of the cross. You and I have joy in the possession of the cross. So you and I manifest the things of the cross and bring to pass so joy, Jesus could enjoy the cross because of the joy set before him. Now, watch this. As you rest and host his presence, the heavens expand. The Holy Spirit lives in all believers, but he doesn't rest upon all believers. Because we got to understand. Now watch John chapter 14, 17, and 18. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be, shall dwell with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. See, he changes our sonship. But we have to be aware of his presence. See, most people are not aware of his presence till they get in praise and worship music, till they get in their prayer time, till they get in their closet. He's with you all the time. He can never leave you or forsake you. So his presence is always there. So rest during this season of your life in his presence. Just rest in this season and enjoy the goodness of of the Lord. He changes our sonship, but we must be aware of his presence presence. So just enjoy the presence of the Lord. Don't don't watch CNN or, or Fox Network and be terrified with all the things you see going on around the world. Just begin to rest in his presence and enjoy the intimacy with the Father. He loves you and this is the beauty of grace.